I promise to do better this week, folks. I promise. I will take the under on this game for the bonus lock of Thursday Night Football. But I am going to put the bronze lock of the week. I just really want to get some games right this week, folks. On the Cleveland Browns. But it's going against them because silver lock of the week, folks. Put it on Buffalo. This is the bonus lock of the week. I am all over the Buccaneers. LA Rams, eat the points, minus three and a half. This is the golden lock of the week. And I'm sorry, Rams fans, if it doesn't turn out right, but there's no way it doesn't, right? And if it does, doesn't, then I am a curse and I I don't know what to do. I'm a curse. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. And I said it this week, and I said it last week too, Chad. Thanks yeah. for uh, putting that in there to prove that I said it. And happy almost Halloween. This is the Halloween episode of View from the Top of the Goalpost. I'm Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight in my referee quarters. Um, we got Bill Belichick joining us tonight. Chad decided to take the night off. So, everybody, welcome to the Dadalag Bill. Um, I'm uh, just here uh, to make some picks in uh, the NFL games. Uh, I don't really uh, have a lot to talk about besides the picks I'm going to make, and uh, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, man, this press conference on Sunday was hilarious. And I got my 300th win. Not a real big deal. It's okay. You know, it was a real team effort. Just really happy that uh, the team came together. Real special teams out there. I really, really thought the defense stepped up. The offense finally looked a little bit like they should. Yes, I won my 300th game. Woo. I can't believe that, like, that's even a possibility for a coach to be like that and, like, no one says anything. I mean, I get it. He's won 300 games and, like, but, yeah. Usually the coaches have more energy and I don't know. But, yeah, that was actually a pretty decent impersonation, if I do say so myself. Thanks. I've had many, many moons to uh, work on my Bill Belichick. So, I, I'm pretty yeah, about 30 years. 30 years, yeah, pretty much. My whole life. Um, well, how are you doing this week? Not so good? Me neither. I did not do very good in the picks last week at all. Worst week I've had in the history of my life. I went under 500. I've never gone over, under 500. And I have notebooks of previous seasons to prove that I have never gone under 500. I've gone 500. I've gone like 8-8 eight and eight or 7-7. Seven never under i went <laughs> four and nine last week and probably should have went three and ten but the browns squeaked that one out with uh some help at the end there but from uh, your brothers in arms yeah and uh the browns got the win uh chad ended up going six and seven furthering his lead on me by five games where Chad is 66 and 42, and I am 61 and 47. I have a 56%, like, that's my uh, winning percentage, and Chad's at 61. So, nice. yeah, you're uh, whooping my ass, and you just keep on gaining on me more and more and more. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have no idea how I'm picking this week because I don't know if I should go against my gut. I don't know if I should go with my gut. I don't know. I, I, like, I am the least confident I've ever been. And, yeah, so good luck to you in gaining more games. But uh, how'd you do with your locks last week? 
well, before I get to that, I will say that I have definitely gone below 500 before in our picks, but usually it's only when I'm shooting for the moon and I'm like way down in the standings and I just start picking random games. I don't think I've been trying and like had such a poor week. Like I also, I did not deserve to be six and seven at all. I, I deserve to have as bad a record as you did. And the fact that I gained any ground on you this last week with a losing record just says how poorly we both did this last week. Cause it's, it's insane. I can't legitimately believe that I gained any ground on you going six and seven. Well, I mean, the ESPN fan votes didn't do very good either because no. I pretty much went with a lot of them. So uh, it was yeah, a dog just as bad record as us. So it wasn't just us, it was everybody. Oh, and that is uh, very apparent in how my locks went as well. So, Chad, the graphic. Yes, as you can see, once again, not only did the bronze, the silver, and the gold locks all go wrong. Also, we finally got a Thursday night football game wrong. And we got another one of our bonus locks wrong as the... Oh, Obviously, the Buccaneers also lost to the Atlanta Falcons. And for the silver, bronze, and gold locks, I'm a curse, folks. I, I'm sorry, Rams fans. I, I I apologize. I said it last week, and I apparently am a curse. And I am now going to use my powers for good. And by good, I mean my own endeavors. Because I swear, I'm going to... I'm going to put these locks on some wild stuff. I don't know if you folks should be betting along with me anymore, or maybe <laughs> you should because they're going to come true at this point. Cause I'm, I'm telling you diesel, I'm going crazy this week. So you might be gaining some gains this week because you know what? It's all, all the cards are on the table and it's all bets are off. It's time to just go all in and I'm going wild. I'm up by five games. So why not, uh, you know, roll the dice, see what happens. I'm on it. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Yeah, it's all. So this week there are no buys, and we have a full slate of games, and, and no Europe games either. It's uh, it's a normal week. I think it's like the first normal week since week two. Mm. So uh, let's get to picking some games. We have Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. We have the 3 and 3 <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the 4 and 3 Buffalo Bills. Somehow Buffalo is favored by 8.5. That's, that's really high, in my opinion. And it's a 42 point over under. And the fan vote has 95% in Buffalo's favor. Like, I don't know how to pick this game because I don't know what Buffalo is. Like, honestly. And on that note, what's, who is Tampa Bay? I mean, this is a perfect, like, analogy to what that last week's NFL was and what this week is going to be. When you start off with the Buccaneers, who lost to Atlanta, even though Atlanta and Desmond Ritter did everything in their power, in his power, and I mean everything is in his power, interceptions, fumbling the ball into the end zone, fumbling snaps at the goal line. I mean, Desmond Ritter did everything besides lie down each and every time he grabbed the ball to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that game. They couldn't win the game. They couldn't do it. And then on the other side, you have the Buffalo Bills, who lost to the Patriots. <laughs> and they didn't just lose to the Patriots. 
They got embarrassed by the Patriots in that game. They didn't even deserve to have a shot to win that game if it wasn't for Mac Chuckle <laughs> Jones being a terrible, terrible quarterback and not being able to sneak in a two-point try from the half freaking yard line. And then they gave the ball back to him again for no reason on a fumble when they should have been throwing the ball. Then, Buffalo, after you got up on the Patriots, you let that piece of garbage MC McIdiot drive the entire length of the field. Mac Jones hasn't had that many passing yards in an entire game, folks. Okay. And you, Buffalo, you let him win that game. And you let him do it to Mike Gasecki. Like, that wasn't even a good throw. Legitimately, Mac Jones just hucked the ball and Gasecki jumped 20 feet in the air. Buffalo, you are terrible and you make me so mad. The only reason that I'm going to pick Buffalo in this game is because I'm really not sure if Baker is going to play. And even if he does play, he has banged up ribs, he has a banged up back, he has a banged up off hand, his non-throwing hand. He is just banged up as hell. And I think Buffalo is coming for blood. I'm still on the Baker train, folks. I really am. I'm not getting off. But I think this is just a really bad situation to be in. They are on a short week, and Baker is very banged up. So give me Buffalo in this game. And I just hate it. I hate it. This is gonna be this is gonna be a weird week, Diesel. Yeah, uh, I'm not picking against Buffalo either, even though I really want to. But like you said, it's Baker who's injured, coming on off of a short week. Don't know if he's playing yet. Um. Hey, Mike Evans actually finally looked good for once since, like, week two or three. Like, he showed up to the game on Sunday, but they still couldn't win it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pick Buffalo. I really don't want it. But I can't. They're playing Tampa Bay, and I can't pick Tampa Bay in this game. Buffalo, this could be a get-right game for them. But... I'm just confused on who they are because when they like dominated the Dolphins, it's like, okay, that's who they're supposed to be. But every other game that they've played this season, they have not looked like that. Uh, not going to talk myself out of it. I'm going Buffalo. Uh, what is the over under in this game? 42. Yeah, folks, we're going to get another Thursday night game wrong and we're starting on a bad note, but I don't, I don't see a lot of points being scored in this game. So as much as it pains me to say it, and it makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth, as the Thursday night bonus lock of the week, give me the under 42 in this game. And I, I really hate it. I, I would love to be taking the Buccaneers in this game. And if, Matt, or if Baker was healthy, I a thousand percent would be, but just can't do it. So give me the under. I would take the under two if I were Batman. I, mean, I feel like there isn't going to be that many points scored. But then again, who knows? Stefan Diggs might score three touchdowns. But moving on to the first game at noon on Sunday, we have three and four Los Angeles Rams traveling to the four and two Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by six and a half with a 45 and a half point uh, over under. And 84% is the fan vote favoring Dallas. Dallas is coming off of their bye. And I'm just, 
Because I don't know what to say about this game either. Because the Rams looked, they lost to the Steelers. Um, I don't know. I, like so that's another team I don't know about the Steelers. I don't know about the Rams. The Cowboys, I'm more confident in because they didn't play last week in this bizarro week. And they're at home. They like. I'm not gonna pick against Dallas coming off the bye. I just I can't do it. I'm going Dallas. I don't have any other explanation why. <laughs> I this this game, man. Okay. Um. Well, I hate picking against teams coming off of the bye, obviously, and a team coming off their bye and getting to play at home, even better. The Rams just lost to the terrible, terrible, terrible Pittsburgh Steelers. And don't worry, I'll back up that statement a little later in the show when we get to Pittsburgh. But they lost to the terrible, terrible Pittsburgh Steelers team with a little help from their friends, the referees, on a very obvious not completed fourth down play that Kenny Pickett was obviously short of. But you know what? They shouldn't have been in that situation anyways. I do. You know what? I am a believer in the Rams this year. This is the year of Chad. Pew, pew, pew. Sticking to my guns. And you know what? Dak Prescott, I don't believe in you. Mike McCarthy, I think you could uh, outcoach yourself in this game. And by that, I mean... What in the hell is he talking about? Uh, McVeigh is a thousand times better than you, even though he's been making a lot of terrible decisions this year as well. He is still better than McCarthy. And I don't know. I just got the Rams in a bounce back game. They don't have really any DBs out there. And the Rams have a thousand wide receivers. And that Dallas defense is not the same without Diggs out there. So I'll give me the Rams. I don't know. I'm feeling it. Why not? I'm not confident in it, especially after last week, but give me the Rams. You think uh, 45 and a half point over under? I think that is a, I would once again bet the under in this game if I was going to bet anything. I think I would go with over. I think really? there's going to be some points scored in this game. Um, yeah, I think both defenses, it's going to be a shootout. Stafford and Dak, I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't know. I think a lot of the times these games come down to a couple offensive plays, and I think both of these defenses are pretty darn good this year. Even though the Rams are doing it with a bunch of no names, the Dallas defense, except for the fact they don't have any cornerbacks, have a lot of great pass rush. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't listen to me anyways after last week. I I don't even know why you're watching this anymore. It's, it's so bad. Why are you doing this to yourself? Hey, anyway, moving uh, on. To the next game, I have no confidence in myself anymore. I lost it. No self-confidence. I'm gone. The next game, Sunday at noon, we have the three and four <laughs> Minnesota Vikings traveling to the two and four Green Bay Packers. When this game opened up this week, Packers were favored by one, but that's changed. Uh, Minnesota is now favored by one with a 43 point over under. It's going to be the under. And uh, Minnesota has the 81% fan vote. You got why? Well, Diesel, I'm going to tell you right now it is time to use my newfound powers for some good or pure evil. 
because folks, I am going with the Minnesota Vikings this week, and I am going to put the golden lock of the week on this game. Because you know what, folks? The Packers defense isn't that good. They just let Russell Wilson not carve them up or anything like that. And I'm not saying they're a bad defense, but this Kirk Cousins-led Vikings passing attack, even without Justin Jefferson, is just so bleeping annoying. They just get yards constantly. And Jair Alexander is probably still... maybe 70%, even if he's out there on the field. And that's a big if, if he's out there. And the rest of the DBs are just not stepping up to the contracts that they were paid for. I just don't see the Packers defense being able to run with the Minnesota offense. And then the Packers offense is really, really sad for 30 minutes of a game every week. And if you do that against the Kirk Cousins-led Minnesota Vikings, they're going to be up by 21 points on you after the first half. So I just don't see him scoring 21 points in the second half to make up that deficit plus whatever points the Vikings will inevitably score in the second half. So yes, I will take the Minnesota Vikings and I will take it as the golden lock of the week. I don't think the Packers defense has been that bad. I mean, they haven't been giving up too many points. They've kept the Packers in the games to win them. Their offense isn't taking the advantage. Like, they they lost by one point to uh, Atlanta. They lost a one-possession game to the Raiders. They lost by two on Sunday. So, like, their defense is playing good enough to keep them in these games. Their offense is, like, a bigger issue. And I think it comes down to play calling, as I said a couple weeks ago. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a lack of confidence in Jordan Love coming from Matt Lafleur, and he's not letting him like just go out there and play. Like there, there's something weird that's going on. It does not look right. Like doesn't look like it was looking in the preseason. It doesn't look like it was looking like even right away. They've been very like feels like they're holding back. I, I don't know what it is. It doesn't help that they come out flat every single game. In the first half, they... Flat! You're flat! Have no life, no energy. And that also comes down to coaching. Like, Matt LaFleur should get these guys fired up and ready to play. They, they never step on the field ready to play. And that was kind of an issue they had last year, even when they had Rodgers. Like, I'm not picking Green Bay. Because I can't pick Green Bay. I mean, it pains me to pick the Vikings over the Packers. But right now, Minnesota is a better team than the Packers. And until the Packers prove me wrong, I'm not going to pick Green Bay in this game. I hope they win. I'm obviously going to be rooting hardcore for the Packers. And I'm not even going to say that it's not even a possibility that they win this game. Because it's a division game. And it's in Green Bay. But... If I was putting money on it, I would not put money on the Packers. That's for sure. I want it stated. I still hate you, Minnesota Vikings. And I still (laughs) think you deserve every loss that you get this year. You just happen to have now. And if you look at Minnesota's upcoming schedule, one of the easiest schedules coming up 
of slates of games that Minnesota's probably going to reel off some victories here, yeah. and it's going to get close between them and Detroit. That's why the their win against the 49ers on uh, Monday night was so big, because now they have new life breathed into them, and that's not good for the NFC. It's really not, because this team gets any confidence and they get healthy, like, they can make a serious run. Like, yeah. I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. I would be I'd be a little scared if I were the Lions, especially the way they looked last week. Um, they dominated the 49ers. Minnesota did like the score didn't show it, but they I watched that game. The 49ers just were out of their depth on Monday night, and they didn't. I don't even know. They didn't even show up to Minnesota. But yeah, yeah every time was, I flicked the game on, I was Allison and I were watching some other stuff, but I did on my phone every every time I look down. It just, Minnesota was doing something great or the 49ers were making another just boneheaded play. And it it did, it looked it looked like roles had completely reversed for what the whole season had been. Because Minnesota had been the team that was the team doing the dumb things and 49ers had been unstoppable besides last week. And I don't know what happened. They're falling apart. The Browns broke them, Browns broke them. Moving on, next game at noon, we have the 4-3 Atlanta Falcons traveling to the 2-4 Tennessee Titans. Atlanta is favored by 2.5 with a 36.5 point over-under. And there's a 56% favor for Atlanta by the fans. Like, this game makes me sick. Like, literally just thinking about it, it makes me sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm gonna be sick. Atlanta should not be four and three, because Desmond Ritter, like possibly, he's in the top five worst quarterbacks in the league. I won't put him at the worst quarterback in the league because that that's up for debate. I think that uh, Zach Wilson has even passed Zach Ritter. I mean uh, Desmond Ritter on the list for worst quarterback of this season. He is terrible. But Tannehill might not play, and they haven't said if they're going to start Levis or play Levis. They said they might play them both. Um, I forget the other quarterback's name. Second-year quarterback they had last year. What? Malik. Yeah. Yes, him. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Atlanta because of that. Because I feel like at halftime, when Atlanta's losing this game, they're going to bench Ritter, and it's finally going to be Taylor Heineke time. So, and he's going to win the game, a la Brett Favre style. So I'm going with Atlanta. What about Brett Favre? From what I have read and seen, I think they are already saying that Tannehill is not going to play, barring some kind of miracle happening. Mm. And I think both quarterbacks both Levi or Levis and Malik are both going to get some snaps but I think I read that Levis will be the primary starter in this game now I have said this many times this year already that this is the year of Chad sticking to his guns and I have said on this podcast until the Atlanta Falcons Bench the piece of garbage, third string quarterback that is Desmond Ritter. I'm not picking him. And thankfully, Tennessee is coming off of their bye. So even though they're going to be playing either a rookie quarterback or a quarterback who is not very good, 
they'll at least have had two weeks to prepare for it. And it's in Tennessee. Just Desmond's a really bad quarterback. And I can just see him, even though Tennessee is clearly in sell mode as they just traded away another one of their great pieces to the Eagles. I really don't understand why that is allowed. It seems like pure collusion to the highest degree, but I, I don't run the NFL, so I can't control anything. But even with all of that being said, give me the Tennessee Titans in this game. I think King Henry is trying to get traded and I think he's going to show out in this game to get those phones a rigging because he wants to go to a contender as well as D-Hop. There's two guys on this team who both probably want out and Tennessee is showing that they are most definitely going to be sellers. So hopefully they can both ball out in this game against Atlanta and Atlanta can finally pull the plug on Desmond Ritter and give us Taylor time, just like we all want. <laughs> Get it, Taylor time? Like 10 to 2 man, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game at noon on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, the 3 and 4 New Orleans Saints traveling to the 3 and 4 Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by one with a 43 and a half point over under and the fan vote has the Colts at 52% and I don't know I don't know how to pick this game either. Uh well, Diesel, let me go first on this one then because I am telling you right now I'm going with the Colts. Why I'm going with the Colts? I don't know. I really I truly don't have a good answer on why I'm going with the Colts. I think this game is as true a dart throw as you could ever get, where it's going to just depend on how that odd egg-shaped orb that is a football bounces on Sunday. Because I don't know who either of these teams are. Legitimately, like, are you great? Are you terrible? Are you mediocre? Like, you could legitimately, either of these teams could fall anywhere on the spectrum. Like... I could make an argument for any part of the spectrum for both of these teams, why they are either an amazing team, a mediocre team, or an absolutely dog shit team. And it's it's infuriating. It's very infuriating to be in the week eight of the NFL and still have so many teams where we're like, who in the bloody f- are you? Like, what what is going on this year? It's This isn't even parody this year. This is just full on comedy. Like there is no, there's no reason to this. It is pure chaos and you finally have got what you wanted all these years, Diesel. This is as much chaos as you can humanly have in an NFL season because I I legitimately, like I've been talking to you about maybe doing a power rankings after this week. And like, it's gonna be, if we do it, it's gonna be basically just putting your names in a hat and pulling them out and then talking about which team you pull out. And you're probably right, except for my number one. And you all know who my number one team is and it ain't changing, but that's neither here nor there. Give me the Tennessee Titans in this game just because I don't like Atlanta and put Desmond Ritter on the damn bench. Oh, I Colts. The Colts Sorry. The <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we moved on. Give me the Colts in this game. At least you stayed on brand and you did pick the Titans. 
at least you didn't change your pick. I, I remembered that I was complaining about the Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, really man. About Desmond Ritter. I'm an idiot. Uh, I know that Derek Carr is beat up, and that offense isn't hasn't looked great. Kamara's looked good, but uh, also, good. did you see that Chris Olave probably yeah. won't be playing in this game? As I mean, I guess I don't know what the police reports will happen, but he did oh, get caught going he'll, real he'll be fast. Playing. He just got charged for reckless driving. And he wasn't, he was sober, so, I mean, that goes in his favor. I mean, it's still stupid, especially after the Henry Ruggs stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, I think it's hilarious that he named or dropped the Saints, saying that he played for the Saints and the Gotta cops like, yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. It's like, we can't do anything for you anymore. We got uh, these body cams, so, yeah. like, there is no special treatment anymore for you and celebrities. And you were doing 120 miles an hour. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we're taking you to jail instead of just writing you a ticket. Yeah, you know, maybe if you were doing like 80 or 90, I could have been like, ah, yeah, you're a Saints player. You were doing 120 miles an hour. And, but the Colts, they're scrappy. Like, I was, while you were talking, I was kind of thinking about it. Like, we're almost to the halfway point of the season, and... Right now, I would say that New Orleans has been a disappointment at three and four, but the Colts have kind of been a surprise at three and four. I think that the Colts have overachieved, and they have a shot at being four and three or even five and two. They almost came back in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, and they they should have beat the Browns last week. For sure. Um, Colts are scrappy. Minshew played good on Sunday. Uh, finally, Taylor did something on Sunday. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And still, I don't know where to pick because the Saints still have a good defense. But, I mean, they – who did they lose to? Saints. Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, the oh, Saints got – Bay lost Atlanta. Yeah, this, I mean, last week? Yeah. Uh, who did the Saints lose to last week? I'll have to look. I forget. Uh, they played Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. On yeah, on Thursday night football. That's why. Yeah, they didn't look very good on Thursday night football. Hey, they almost came back in that game. What are you talking about? They did, but they didn't look good. No. Jacksonville just didn't look good either. No, they were very tired. <laughs> oh, man. I am very tempted to take New Orleans just because it's different than it. I'm taking New Orleans because it's different and it's it literally is a coin flip and. Even though my brain's saying Indy's going to win, it, it can literally go either way. So give me New Orleans. I think I might be starting Gardner Minshew in multiple fantasy leagues this week. So it is what it is. Moving on to the next game, Sunday noon. We have the 2-5 and five <laughs> New England Patriots traveling to the 5-2 and two Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by 9.5 with a 47-point over-under. And 97% favor Miami. And, yeah, I'm going to pick Miami in this game. And I know that we were chatting on, like, Sunday. Is Miami actually good? And I, I let it sink in a little bit. They didn't have uh, Xavier and Howard. And they didn't have uh, oh, their other corner. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Those are two of the best corners in the NFL against 
one of the best offenses in the NFL and the Eagles, like you can't discredit that they played the Eagles, but I mean, it still is a valid question or is Miami good? Because the five wins that they have are against pretty trashy teams and they got dominated by the bills, which I don't know what the bills are, but new England had a little bit of magic last week and they got that win. They're not, I don't think they're going to win again. I think they used it all up and Belichick got his uh, 300th win. It would have been, I mean, I guess that he's not, he wouldn't have passed on Shula. So I guess it wouldn't have mattered if it was against Miami or not, but it would have been interesting. Um, yeah. Miami's winning this game. Uh, it's in Miami as well, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, Fun fact, folks. I am furious that the Patriots won this last week. All the anger sharks are swimming in my head. And it makes me sick as a fan to have to say that. But the Buffalo Bills gifting us that game almost felt like collusion by the Buffalo Bills. Because not only is that a victory on a week where every other terrible team also won so we could have gained a game in that kind of the standings it was a division win and beating a division team is bad because bad teams do terribly in their own division and usually seal wins outside the division that's that's usually what number one draft pick teams do it's just how it and goes patriots are two and oh in their division two and one we already lost the dolphins as well oh yeah i forgot there's been so many games, I can't remember them all. I just remember the wins. Yep. But this week, we go to Miami. And you know what, folks? I think it's finally time that after this game, Bill, no matter how, quote-unquote, good MC McChuckle played last week, will have to bench him because boys and girls, this is the silver lock of the week. I'm all in on Miami this week. Yes, I asked you, Diesel, if Miami is a good team. And we won't know after this week if Miami is a good team or not. Because what Miami is, though, is a team that beats down on bad teams. And New England is a bad team. Tua is not going to come out there and gift them an interception on his first pass of the game. And then just keep gifting them turnovers left and right. That is not who Tua is. He might throw an interception in the game. That's just, you know, one. But he isn't going to be the Josh Allen and just give the Patriots all of these easy opportunities. Even with the Dolphins defense that I don't think is that good without those pieces, I do think Jalen Ramsey should be back this week or next week. I am pretty positive. And if he comes back this week, well, that's one half of the field that's completely shut down for Mac Jones. I have Miami coming back and decimating the Patriots in this game. They are going to be coming for blood. Once again, it's just like after they lost to Buffalo. It's another punch in the mouth. And they have heard people talking shit all week. If you go on social media, you go on ESPN, FS1, you go on YouTube... You go anywhere, everyone is talking mad, mad shit about the Miami Dolphins and how they are frauds and a sham and they are just a fish and not an actual mammal. But boys and girls, they truly are a mammal. And the Dolphins team this year 
are pretty damn badass and are going to win the AFC East. Silver lock of the week. Eat as many points as it takes to get Miami in this game. I bet the line will go up and down, but nine, nine and a half seems like where it'll probably stop. I am fine with that. New England is not a good team, and it's just the way it is. Phil, after this, in the tank, buddy. Let's go. Tank! All right, moving on to the next game at noon. I'm interested in this game. I always like this matchup. We have the three and three New York Jets traveling to the two and five New York Giants. I love this for the Jets because it's a home game, but they're the away team. Uh, the Jets are favored by three points with a 36 and a half point over under. And the fan vote has the Jets at 82%. We got in this game. Seems a little disrespectful to how the Giants have been playing. I'm I'm actually going to agree with America. I am going to take the Jets because this is a team coming off of their bye week. And I do believe that Daniel Jones might be coming back this week to play. And with the way uh, that he, better. <laughs> yep. And with the way that Daniel Jones was playing before the injury, I just see him going out there and getting eaten alive by this Jets defense who got a whole week off. They should get Sauce Gardner back after the bye week. And Zach Wilson isn't as bad as Zach Wilson was. Is he good? Probably not. But he's not terrible like he was before, it seems. And it seems that they have, with Brees Hall and Wilson on the outside, they got a little bit of magic and they can cook with that. And that defense didn't go anywhere. It is a nasty, smash mouth, punch you in the kind of mouth defense that is old school as hell. And yeah, the Giants last week, somehow, and by somehow, I mean they went up against Tugboat Tom, aka Riverboat Ron, and he just gave them that game. And I have no, you you won a game 14 to seven, you don't get excited about that. The Giants are still a really bad team. Yeah, give me the Jets in this game. And this will be a bonus lock of the week, folks, because I will eat those three points with the Jets. And yeah, I like it. We had Tugboat Tom with his Gatorade Total Ascot. I don't know what he was doing with that uh, fashion. His neck was cold, Diesel, okay? He had a chilly neck. It was weird. I've never seen a coach do that before. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I also am taking the Jets. I think that coming off their bye, it's going to favor them. I think that they're the better team between the two overall. Zach Wilson has looked better in his last couple starts. I mean, his last start, he beat the Eagles, which is actually pretty impressive. And he didn't play bad in that game at all. No. I think that, I mean, I haven't heard anything, but I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has been in his ear. Uh, I know that the team has rallied around him, and they are he's getting confident. He's getting confidence in himself. I think it's because his teammates are trying to prop him up, and I think that he isn't the best quarterback in the league, obviously. But he looks better than he did week one, two, and three. And the Giants, they don't have a defense. And they're just, if Daniel Jones does play, he's garbage. And Tyrod Taylor is better. And Saquon Barkley isn't Saquon Barkley anymore. Got paid and 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I got the Jets, um, which is Jets are hanging out. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, which I I don't think it's a physical possibility that like someone can come back from a ruptured Achilles in the same season. But I mean, he is walking without crutches and he's throwing the football. I know that's different than playing and everything like that, yeah. but that's still impressive in itself. <laughs> like six weeks ago, he just tore his Achilles and now he's throwing the football already. And do enough ayahuasca. Apparently anything is possible. Listen to dolphins orgasming. Huh? You hear about yeah. that? No, I did not hear about that. He says it's a healing thing, like listening, like on a loop, listening to dolphins orgasm sounds. It, I don't, I didn't, I don't understand how it's healing. I don't, I don't subscribe to that medicine. But I mean, I can't. I guess I can't argue against it. I mean, hey, look I at mean, him. <laughs> I'm all in on this whole creed makes you a winner by listening to it. So, I mean, if, you know, the dolphin orgasm sounds are helping Aaron Rodgers out, I guess more power to him. I'm just going to keep getting higher with creed, though. That's my plan. That's my sacrifice. Ugh. What if, though, Diesel? What if we did listen to those dolphin orgasms? Um, Be some real human clay. Six feet from the edge. Oh, maybe six feet ain't so far down, Chad. Maybe six feet ain't so far down. Yeah, the next game at noon, the five and two <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the four and two Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville is favored by two and a half. The forty-two point over under, and Jacksonville has the fan vote at seventy-five percent. And this is one of those games that I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm just going to say that right away. I'm going with Jacksonville but I'm not confident in Jacksonville because the last couple games, they almost, they had the lead and in the fourth quarter, they almost lost it. Um, they almost lost the Colts two weeks ago. And like you mentioned, they almost lost the Saints on Thursday night football. Yeah, they, Jacksonville is a conundrum and how they're five and two is also kind of a conundrum. I do like them, though. I got Jacksonville in this game because Pittsburgh freaks me out. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Pittsburgh because every time I say they're good, they lose. And every time I say they're bad, they win. So I don't know. Yeah. Not going to even – I'm not even going to touch Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the Steelers. That's what I'm saying. Right. So – over this weekend, Diesel and I, clearly, we text back and forth during the games. We're both watching Red Zone. And just there's basically a, just a constant stream of communication between the two of us from the time football starts on Sunday till the time football ends on Sunday. Or one of us goes to bed or has to deal with our kids or our wife. On this day in question of us talking, I was bitching about the Rams and about how they lost to the terrible, terrible, terrible Pittsburgh Steelers. And Diesel said to me, you know, Chad, maybe you just have to accept that they're mediocre. And you know what, Diesel? No, I f don't, because they are terrible. And I can tell you by the numbers how terrible they are. Would you like the numbers on this? So Pittsburgh, through seven weeks so far, these are all of their stats. They have scored 15.8 points per game, good enough for 30th in the NFL. Total yards per game are 289.4. 
good enough for 31st in the NFL. Passing yards, 209, 25th. Rushing yards, 80, which is good enough for 28th. Time of possession, 26 minutes per game, good enough for 30th. Oh, and the vaunted Steelers defense that is what is holding them in games and makes them so great. Points against per game, 22, good enough for 20th in the NFL. Total yards against per game, 389, 30th in the NFL. Passing yards per game, 245, 25th in the NFL. Rushing yards per game, 143, 29th in the NFL. The only two stats that they're good at, and the only reason that they have somehow pulled together any of these victories is they are, they have five interceptions this year, which is good enough for 10th in the NFL and 17 sacks, which is good enough for 12th. They are a bad, bad team that just keeps getting all of the breaks. And you know what, folks? They have stumbled themselves into another one because I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. What? And it makes me want to vomit. But you know what? Jacksonville is half dead. Like, there is no way. You want to know why they almost lost to the Saints this last week? Because after the first half, the Jacksonville defense looked like shells of themselves. They couldn't even run anymore. Everyone on the Saints team was just blowing by them. They have been literally across the world. And they have still now, this is their fifth game in a row since having to play two games in London. This is ridiculous. I know they got a little bit of an extra buy because they played last Thursday, but I don't care. This Jacksonville team is... He looks like he's on his last legs. I think that they have finally hit their wall. And Pittsburgh, as much as I hate it, is going to get another victory. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly as hell. This game will probably be... 17 to 13 and it's it's just gross pittsburgh is terrible this year and mike tomlin is just such a gosh damn good coach that he somehow wills them to victory and i like want to hate him but i don't i love mike tomlin but they just this steelers team is just losing me a lot of money and i don't like them for that reason okay let's get real about it that's what it is all right moving on Noon, Sunday, we have the six and one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the three and four Washington Commanders. The Eagles are favored by six and a half with a 43 and a half point over under. And 95% of the fans believe the Eagles will win this game. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win this game? So. The 95% of you out there who are so resolute that the Eagles are going to win this game, you have watched the last, like, two years of Commanders and Eagles football, right? Like, earlier this season? Or the, earlier the this season. The game went into overtime? Yeah. Um, wow. Do I, do I have the gumption to pick the commies right here in this game? No. No, I don't. I, I would really want to. I, I will not be putting any money on this game at all because it terrifies me. Because legitimately, especially after how the Eagles just handled Miami, a very good football team, and how the commanders looked 
against the New York football giants. This is this seems like the most easy lock on the planet. It's not even a touchdown that the Eagles are have to win by. They have to win by one touchdown. This seems like an easy free money, but it's the commies. They're eagle killers. They hate America. And obviously they want to kill all eagles because there's nothing more American than an eagle. And what do commies hate more than anything than Americans? And they just, Tugboat Tom is going to somehow hold this game close and they might pull it out. But I will gladly take the wrong answer on this game and not have to deal with the stress of rooting for the freaking commies to win. Give me the eagles and don't not touching this game with a 10-foot pole it's not even going on a teaser parlay i'm not (laughs) nothing i don't want anything to do with it yeah i got the eagles as well because i don't think they're the same washington team they were four weeks ago uh i mean like it is a division game but i feel like washington is kind of down on themselves and with the big win the eagles just had against miami like they just had a rough game against the Jets, and they bounce back in a big way by beating what could be a good Miami Dolphins team. We already talked about this. We don't even go into that again. So I don't know. I just feel like right now the Eagles are flying high. They're soaring high, and the commies are eating potatoes. And yeah, I want the, the commies to be so much better. They have so many pieces on that team that I really like, and I just. They really need to fire Tugboat Tom. He just needs to get out of there. And I I don't know if he needs to be fully out of the league. I think it's one of those situations. He might be another, I think he's a Terry Francona kind of coach where just every once in a while, you have to get him in a new spot. Like I think his like style and his ability to coach is really good, but I think it just grows sour over time in the same spot. Then make him a defensive coordinator again and don't have him be head coach because he does not know how to make those uh, tough decisions. I'd be fine with that. Moving on to the final game at noon. We have the 3-3 three three Houston Texans traveling to the 0-6 Carolina Panthers. Houston is favored by three. Uh, there's 43-point over-under, and fans have Houston at 84%. And this is a tough game for you to pick, Chad, because both these teams are coming off their bye. So you can't use that as, well, this is why I'm picking that team. But I am going with Houston because they're the better team. I think they have the better rookie quarterback. I think they have the better running back. They arguably have better receivers. Adam Thielen has lit it up. He's been one of the few bright spots for Carolina this year. But And Houston's defense is better. Just not going against Houston. I like this Houston team. They're scrappy, just like the Colts are scrappy. The AFC South is a pretty fun division minus Tennessee. But I'm going Houston. So I'm I'm not completely positive on this. But I do believe this is only the second time this has ever happened in the year after these uh, that rookie quarterbacks who were drafted one and two will meet in the their rookie year against each other. Because the only other time it happened when it was Jameis Winston going against Marcus Mariota. And I don't remember why I know that, like it's burned into my memory that that happened. I don't think it's ever happened before. So I think it's only the second time that this will have happened. I 
can't I don't have that information in front of me, but uh sounds about right. I'll give that it to boy you. Boy Chad. Bah! We don't know now if we are right or not, but you as the listeners or you as the viewers will know if we were. But yes, I really don't like this game at all because I really want to, I know the Carolina isn't going to go defeat it this year, but trying to find where they're going to get that victory. And most people are going to point to a division game. But as I said, I feel like division games for really bad teams are actually way harder to win than a team that you don't play that often because you can surprise them with some of your stuff that the you know division opponents have seen so many times that they're not going to be surprised by it. The Texans and Carolina Panthers don't meet very often. Every four years, I would say, because that's just it. Neither of them are very good teams, so they're not just getting matched up for any reason besides the conferences playing each other. But gosh, I just don't like the way that Carolina has been going with Young. I don't think that they have let Young cook, as some would say. And I do really like this D'Amico Ryans-led Houston Texans team. They, There's so many young players. I don't know if they are the youngest team in the NFL, but if they're not, they've got to be damn well close to it because Packers everyone... Packers are the youngest team in the NFL, Chad. Huh? Packers are the youngest team in the NFL. Oh, all right, fair enough. Well, the Texans have got to be a close second, I would bet, because every one of their skill position players, to their quarterback, to their running back, are all within their first like one to three years. And that is just a very impressive thing. They're fun to watch. I would love to take Carolina here, but if I do, I will feel like an idiot giving you this free game. So I'm going to take the Houston Texans as well. And I will put a bonus lock up. And now we got our first 305 or only 305 game of the slate. It is the four and two Cleveland Browns traveling to the four and two Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by three with a forty point over under, and the fan vote has Seattle at sixty three percent. Who are you picking in this game? Am I right about the sea chickens? Was I right the whole time that they're not actually very good and? They're just, they got like lucky at the beginning of the year because they did not look good either of these past two weeks. I mean, last week they played Arizona, right? Yes. A division game. I mean, they didn't look great. They didn't have DK Metcalf or Charbonnet. And I know Charbonnet is backup running back, but like he does make a difference. Uh, division game. They won. That's all that matters. They did win. They did win. And then the Browns. They are better with their backup quarterback than they are with the $230 million guaranteed molester of a quarterback that they have. Sorry, he's so gross. They're not going to have Deshaun Watson. He's already been ruled out. And I think they're also going to be without Jerome Ford, their young running back, because he's also injured. I think he has a back injury or something like that. Gosh. The... The Browns can't keep doing this, right? They're another one of these. The AFC North, besides the Ravens, are a very weird division right now. I know the Bengals, they were on a bye week last week, so they just really doesn't. No, we don't, we're not talking about them right now. But up until then, 
they won two, but before that they were terrible. And we have Pittsburgh, and then we have the Browns. Like, what is this division? It is, ugh, I don't know. I Give me the Sea Chickens in another game that I'm not going to touch with a 10-foot pole. I don't, I don't want any part of it. I could see the Sea Chickens once again shitting the bed and losing this game because the Browns defense, they might have just had a clunker of a game last week against the Colts. But Sands last week, once again, as we talked about, they had been a prolific defense that likes we haven't seen in decades. So I could see them getting back to form and shutting down this Seattle team that can't play offense within the 20 yard line. Once they get in the red zone, they completely forget how to do anything. They don't, they can't run the ball in the red zone. I, I'm trying to talk myself into taking the Browns, but I just, I can't do it. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the sea chickens and a, ugh, another game that kind of makes me a little sick. I am also taking Seattle because for some of the reasons you mentioned, Ford isn't playing. PJ Walker is serviceable, but he's not, he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry. I know that he's done a great job when he played for Carolina last year and he's done a pretty good job for the Browns this year, but he just, he's only a stopgap and it's not looking like Deshaun Watson is the answer either. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if, uh, DK is playing this week. He's practiced. Uh, he's been practicing all week in a limited capacity. So all way, signs point to yes. Either way. I still think that Seattle is going to win this game because Seattle doesn't have a bad defense either. Um, and it's in the 12th man. Um, I'm going to Seattle as well. I think that makes sense. And is it, I know this is kind of a, if Deshaun Watson wouldn't have had all of the off the field issues, when Deshaun Watson got hurt and went out that year, he was the best statistical quarterback in the NFL by leaps and bounds. Like it wasn't even close. Like did his just is taking that time off what destroyed him? Like how did he fall off of this cliff so hard? It doesn't like he still has to have like the physical tools, right? Like he, he looks physically the same. So he hasn't like degraded that far. It doesn't feel like it does. Like, is it all mental? Like what happened? I, I just like every time watching him get benched for PJ Walker this last week, it, it made me just really think about this fact that he was the like guy he beat. I remember him beating Tom Brady and the Patriots and they destroyed the Patriots. And it was like the second coming of Jesus for every sports prognosticator, like talking about how great Deshaun Watson was. I mean, I think part of it is a mental issue. But I also think it's, in a weird way, it's a momentum issue too. Like, you didn't you play for almost two full seasons, and playing football your entire life, and then just stopping and not playing actual games for two whole years, that's got to be a little different on the body. I'm sure some of your mechanics are rusty, and you gotta relearn some of the stuff that you just came second nature to you before so i'm guessing it's a little bit of mental and probably just natural regression just wild once again maybe you just... regress more when you don't play for a, a period of time too maybe like the rust sinks in a little deeper who knows yeah 
and maybe the NFL just passed him by. I did, it, the NFL did change a lot in those two years that he was out of the game. It sure game. did. It really it's, did. It's a wild thing how offensive changed so rapidly. Moving on. First game, 325. We have the 6-1 Chiefs. I don't know how they're 6-1. Traveling to the 2-5 and five Denver Broncos. The Chiefs are 8.5-point favorites with a 46-point over-under. And 97% of the fans are going with the Chiefs. And I am as well. I want to go with Denver, but Denver is not good. And I just watched him play the Packers. And part of me is flabbergasted that the Packers couldn't win that game. I mean, they should have won that game. Um, but they also should have lost that game. So I don't know. Denver is not good. But if the Chiefs are going to lose a game to Denver, it would be right now. It Like, the Chiefs are rolling high. They're a six-game winning streak. And they, what they, it's like... 16 games in a row they've beaten Denver. So, yes, this if they win this week, it'll be 17 games in a row. So, I mean, streaks end. So I feel like if there was ever a time for Denver to win, it would be right now. But I'm not picking Denver. That's just that's a fool's move. Yeah, nope. I Once again, I would love to call you dumb America or say you're wrong. That's become one of my favorite things to do. But nope. I am annoyed as hell. Once again, Kansas City's defense has given up 21 points one time this year, and every other time they've given up 17 points or less. This defense is shockingly, annoyingly, frighteningly good for what this offense could become if Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes can stay healthy. Because once again, We've said it a million times. The offense, all of their eggs are in that basket. And if they both stay healthy and play like that, then you know what? They look like geniuses. But they haven't played like that all year. And can Taylor Swift be in the crowd every single game? I don't know. She has a very busy touring schedule. So without her, Travis Kelce just becomes another Robin instead of Batman. And do the Chiefs lose? Is Taylor going to be there this Sunday in Denver? God, I hope so. Because, folks, bronze lock of the week. Give me Kansas City. Eat all the points that they put on it. This one, actually, I wouldn't be shocked if it got to, like, 10 or 11, legitimately. And you know what? I'm still betting Kansas City. Because who is going to score for the Denver Broncos? They don't score touchdowns at all. I... There's this thing, and I'm sure many other places do it in other states, but you have a board and you have numbers on it. And, you know, you get like a nine and a five or whatever. We have those at the bar I work at. And there was people all bitching about the fact that they had a nine this week. And I went, you're the luckiest sons of bitches that are out there. Denver doesn't know how to score touchdowns. A nine is the best number you can get against the Denver Broncos. And with the defense that plays like Kansas City's and an offense that is just annoyingly prolific, I, I actually am now really, I'm starting to realize why everyone hated New England so much. It's it's finally the shoes on the other foot and I get to like watch it and like feel the, just the annoyance of watching just like nothing can stop them no matter how many bad things happen, they just find a way. And I get it. I get it now, folks. 
I guess this is my this is my year of sticking to my guns and also learning from my past mistakes. Because yes, bronze lock of the week. Give me Kansas City and eat as many points as it gets up to. I don't care. They're going to win by 21. This is going to be a slaughter. Okay, moving on to the next game. At 325, we have the 5-2 Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 1-6 Arizona Cardinals. Baltimore is favored by 8.5, 44-point over-under, 98% favor Baltimore. Arizona was the only one-win team last week that didn't get a win. And uh, it's your turn to pick first, so. Okay, obviously, a Baltimore Ravens going with Baltimore in this game. But folks, as much as I was resolute and deadly confident last week in picking Baltimore over the Lions, I am absolutely terrified in taking the Ravens this week against the Fighting Chickens. Because, yes, the Ravens, I think, are the best team in the NFL right now. I think they are the most complete team in the NFL right now. But the Ravens also have this weird mental hang-up where they play to their competition. And though the Fighting Chickens are who we thought they were and a bad, bad team, the Ravens could play down to them. And they won't play down to them in the way that they're going to let the Cardinals score a bunch of points or anything like that. But the Ravens will beat themselves just like they did against the Steelers where they will drop nine passes and have ten penalties against themselves. Baltimore Ravens lock of the week. Take the points. Eat the points. The Fighting Chickens are a very bad team. But just my own hang-ups with how the Ravens play. If the Ravens lost this game, I don't come at me on Twitter or anything like that because I wouldn't be shocked. And I'm still not changing my opinion that they're the best team in the NFL. They just are the Ravens and they do some dumb stuff every once in a while. The Ravens are traveling across country. So if they did lose this game, that could be a reason why Arizona's only win is against Dallas. So it's not like far-fetched to say that they couldn't beat Baltimore, but I am also taking Baltimore. Uh, they made me look silly with everything I said about Detroit last week and Detroit beating them. Um, it did not happen. Baltimore just like, they they brought in the bulldozer and just pushed the lines right out of the way. Um, I mean, basically if you take everything that you said last week about what you thought was going to happen, and you just put Baltimore in front of your words instead of Detroit, you'd have been dead right. You'd have been a thousand percent right. I mean, I don't think that the team that Detroit was last Sunday against Baltimore is the team that they are. No, I don't I know agree. what happened. I don't I, I couldn't tell you what happened. I watched that game, I was watching it, and I was just like, like, how is this even happening? But it happened. Um I'm still not sold as high as you are on Baltimore. I don't have as much stock in them as you do, but you do you. Like, it's, I mean, they're five and two. I can't say that you've been wrong yet. So you do you. I got Baltimore in this game because once again, I feel it'd be foolish to take Arizona, even though they are at home. 
and Baltimore is traveling, and Baltimore still has Harbaugh as their head coach, but still taking them. I mean, if you want at this moment, I will allow you. You can switch your picks, though. Uh, you oh, can, I'm you not. Can, I'm not. Oh, no, okay, I'm just making sure. No, no. I'm already down five games. No. Because if Baltimore does lose this game, then we both lose. And I'd rather have it that way than pick Arizona and Baltimore just dominate like they did against the Lions. So, yeah, I'm not going to be stupid about this one. He is learning. But uh, this next game, last 325 game, I have no idea how to pick this one at all. This is one of the hardest ones to pick. We have the 3-3 three and three Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the 5-2 and two San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is favored by 5.5 with a 45.5 point over-under. And the fans have San Francisco at 81%. Brock Purdy hasn't been ruled out, but He's he in the concussion is protocol. all but ruled out. Yeah. He's in the concussion protocol right now, so he's not playing. So that means we're going to get Sam Darnold. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Cincinnati's coming off their bye, and they looked pretty dominant the week going into their bye. I really, really want to take Cincinnati in this game. The only thing that's making me hesitant is... The San Francisco defense is still really, really, really good. Oh, my God. I'm taking Cincinnati in this game. I I can't believe I'm doing it, but... I'm not entirely sure that I'm confident. I don't know. Good teams face adversity, and I still think at the end of it, NFC Championship game is going to be 49ers-Eagles. And I think that right now, Debo is already ruled out as well. So that goes against them. I told you that CMC was going to be fine. He he said he woke up on Wednesday and he was 100%, and he looked it. He got two more touchdowns. I mean, I guarantee that he's going to score another touchdown on Sunday because I think he's going to score a touchdown in every game he plays for the rest of his career because for some reason, like, like the touchdown in him, like, magnetic. That thing just, like, pulls him into the end zone. So... Yeah. It's but, it's it's not me, right, Diesel? That every time Christian McCaffrey runs the ball, you think of Steve Austin in the longest yard, right? Like yeah, it's not just me. Every single every single time, and it's not like a racist thing or anything like that. It's just so funny because I could just see Steve Austin ripping his helmet off and yelling about it. I just I'm gonna put the clip in here, obviously, so everyone can see it. But that's how white man runs a football. I think about it every single time, and I laugh. I laugh every time. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what, what do you got in this game i was trying to distract you and hope that you wouldn't ask me who i had in this game i thought maybe you would forget we would just move on to sunday night football and we wouldn't have to talk about this because you really shit. want to talk about sunday night football though no i don't i don't want to talk about yeah. that game either can we go to monday night football <laughs> actually just we'll just move on past them you want to talk about that game? Too? No, I don't. I want to talk. I told you this week is I. I so another fun fact about uh, Diesel and I clearly chat a lot. I have, when I'm a, basically a stay at home dad a lot of the time, so I have some free time at home, and Diesel works from home, so I text him anytime I have a random thought. And the other day, I had a little spare time while both my kids were napping, so I decided to get ahead of the game and make the graphics for this week's action of football. And while doing it, every time I look to the next game. I basically went shit <laughs> because 
every game that most of the games this week, 85% of them are ridiculous. And I just, especially after how last week went, I just don't know who to pick. And <sighs> this game infuriates me to no end because I don't like picking against teams that come off their bye. And Cincinnati, they suck at the beginning of the year and then they always turn it on. So I should pick Cincinnati here. But San Francisco isn't as bad as they have been the past two weeks, right? They are still, I think, the best team in the NFC, right? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't like any part of this freaking matchup. You know what? Just because I, uh, uh, I'm not going to bet this game at all. I'm not going to put any money on it. Give me Cincinnati as well. I was going to do it. You want to know why? All right. Give me Cincinnati and I will tell you why. The weakness of the San Francisco 49ers is their secondary and the strength of Cincinnati is their wide receiver crew. And I just don't, they just got torched by a Justin Jefferson less freaking Viking team who have a good, you know, passing attack and everything like that. But if they have a good passing attack, the Bengals have an amazing passing attack. So unless they were just a thousand percent looking past the Vikings and looking towards this week, I just don't see San Francisco hanging with this wide receiver crew. So give me Cincinnati in a very close game and we're both gonna have losing records again this week aren't we yeah it's a bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him can't discount the fact that sam darnold is starting this game like they did not want that to happen like even though they signed him to be the backup and they got rid of trey lance they did not want sam darnold to start a game i can guarantee you that um yeah no one wants Sam Donald to start a game ever. No. So now we get to talk about this next fun game on Sunday Night Football, which this is one of the weeks where you could flex games. So they could have flexed this game out of primetime, but they they didn't. And it's the two and five Chicago Bears traveling to the two and four Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are favored by eight and a half with a forty-six and a half point over under and the fan vote has the Chargers at 89%. It's uh badging time, I guess. Uh I don't know who you got in this game. You know what? I I don't even care anymore. I'm I am so dead set against this whole rotten in Denmark broken Chargers team. Give me the Bears. F it. I don't, I don't care. I, I think that these are both two bad, bad teams that need some very big shakeups at the like top levels of their organizations. I'm not even talking about players. I'm talking about coaches and management and anyone who is on top, who is making decisions during the off season, because boy, howdy, both of these teams just they have to infuriate their fan bases to no end and that's probably you know actually i lied la chargers don't have any fans <laughs> no one is a fan of the chargers and they don't deserve any fans they're terrible brandon staley 
how you have a job is just a I, I legitimately do you have like blackmail on the owners of the chargers or something are you the illegitimate love child of one of them like do they owe you a blood pack like why how doesn't you're a defensive coach i i just i don't understand if bill belichick's teams like the reason bill belichick was so under fire so far this year is because the defense which is what he is known for is falling apart brandon staley is a defensive coach and they give up 400 yards of passing offense a game that's just passing offense like the the browns gave up a thousand yards of offense in six weeks of play the chargers give up a thousand yards of offense every two weeks like how is brandon staley still your head coach it doesn't make any freaking sense so give well, me the bears because i just i'm gonna keep betting against you charters until you prove me wrong if chicago comes into la and beats the chargers Brandon Staley will no longer be their head coach. I bet you they'll pull the trigger. You're done! Done! Um, and I will, my prediction will be correct that he is the first coach fired this year. I'm still banking on that. Um, that being said, I think the Chargers are going to win this game just because of the fact they have Justin Herbert. Bears don't have a good defense. I think Justin Herbert's going to light it up. I do think the Bears are going to score points and, uh, Bajent, Bajent, I don't know what his name is. He didn't look Bagel. bad for being a, for being a Division II quarterback last year. It was actually pretty impressive. But, I mean, he was playing the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Oh, man, he might be the only coach in the NFL to rival Brandon Steele. He has worst coach in the NFL. Um yeah. Race for the bottom, uh, I my got, man. I got the Raiders, and it's – I mean, I got the Chargers, and it's all because of Justin Herbert. That's, that's the only reason. How are they both in the same division as well? And how are they both in the Chiefs division? Like, all right, really, now now I'm really starting to see the writing on the wall. Like, it's been very eye-opening. Like, you all bitched for all those years about how weak the AFC East was, and now I get to bitch about the AFC West. Like, you have the Broncos, the Chargers, and the butter-frickin' Raiders. Yeah, of course they go 12. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all those years with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets. Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. I, I got to eat my humble pie now. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm glad Whatever. you can finally see the forest for the trees. Like, yeah, it's annoying. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I fall in the same boat as you with being a Packers fan. Like, there's been so many years. The Lions, Bears, and Vikings have been horrible, and the Packers are 13-3. and three. And, yeah, the Packers aren't that much different. Besides the championships of recent, they're not much different than the Patriots. No, we've always so. said they're the same team. One's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. And they always should have met in the Super Bowl, but they never did because the Packers always let well, um down. The Rodgers, Brady should have yeah. met in the Super Bowl because yes. they did meet in the Super Bowl in 96. But I don't want to talk about that because we'll just argue about it. And I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to make you mad. I will start crying. Um, Moving on, Monday Night Football, 
have the three and four Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the five and two Detroit Lions. Detroit is favored by eight with a 45 point over under. 96% of the fans have Detroit winning this game. And I do too, because Detroit got smacked against Baltimore last week and they need to come back and prove that's not the team they are. They're at home. It's prime time. Josh McDaniels is an idiot. And yeah, if they start Hoyer again, which I don't think they will because Hoyer did garbage last week, they should go with that rookie O'Connell. And Josh McDaniels is an idiot. So Detroit's winning this game and they're winning it by, it's going to be a two possession game. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think Vegas is good. I mean, Vegas had a chance to be four and three. And Josh McDaniels just flushed it down the toilet. Right down the crapper. Yeah. Um. So I think that the Lions got what they needed last week against the Ravens. Because the only other Lions loss had been in overtime against Seattle. And thus the Lions fans, and I know many of them, were just oh, we've never lost in regulation and, you know, we're just, they're so good and we beat the Chiefs and everything like that. I think Dan Campbell losing that game in the way that they did against the Ravens where they got they got outworked. They got out hustled. They got out just muscled in general. They, every ED word you want to use, they got outed on it because the Ravens came to function. Yeah, sure. <laughs> The Ravens came to play and the Lions didn't. But, as I've said many times, sometimes a punch in the mouth is the best thing that can happen for you. This is a classic get-right situation. You get an extra day of preparation and you get an absolutely madly dysfunctional team that if the owner himself wasn't so in debt, would fire the head coach because he just... If he fires him, he has to pay him the contract no matter what. So at this point, he's just hoping that McDaniels does something stupid enough to get him to fire with intent. And then he doesn't have to pay him. Yeah. Well, if Mark Davis wasn't so much in debt, he probably wouldn't have to cut his own hair. That also is a true fact. <laughs> but, you know, when you find what you like back in 1981, you don't change it, Diesel. He's just a weird-looking dude. Like, overall, like... He doesn't even look anything like Al Davis. No, no. Is Al I mean, Davis, like, legitimately his father? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, obviously, Diesel and I aren't uh, the two gentlemen who should be commenting on other people's looks and all, but he is hey, a weird-looking I will say that all three of our kids are better looking than <laughs> uh, Mark Al Davis. Al Davis? What? Than Al Davis? Did I say his name wrong? No. What did I say? You said his name, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, uh, yeah, I uh, don't have, I have the Lions. The Lions by a lot. I I just don't care. <laughs> this, the Raiders, the only cool thing about the Raiders at this point is that they are in Vegas and that the sphere yeah. is there and we get to see that every time they play. That's the only cool thing about them. Yeah. I mean, their color scheme is kind of cool too, but other than that, they got nothing. They got Devontae Adams, I guess. But he dropped that pass in the end zone. I was, like, shocked. Like, I haven't seen that since his rookie year. And I've seen a lot of Devontae Adams, like, plays. 
And that's a ball he does not drop. He wants out. Let me out, let me out. He does want out. And they said, we're not trading you. We're not dumb. I'm going to start like dropping balls left and right. We traded uh, Randy Moss away. They did to the Patriots. It's a great time. And it didn't work out for the Raiders. Worked out pretty well for us. I mean, did it? You never won championship with Randy Moss on your team. No, no, and we lost the most disheartening Super Bowl of all time. That's the one thing about Randy Moss that I think, even though like he was a Viking twice, like and he mooned the Packers, um, I was always kind of upset that he never did get that ring, even if it would have come in the undefeated season with the Patriots. That man deserved a ring. If he would have zigged instead of zagged on that bomb at the end of the game, he was wide open on that pass from Brady, and he would have scored a touchdown, and that would have been the greatest comeback of all time. But Remember that time he uh, dragged that cop like three blocks? Yeah. <laughs> and he got away with it. He didn't get arrested like Chris Olave. Nope. How times have changed. <laughs> hey, man, body cams have changed a lot of things. It's called accountability. Yep. That cop just hung on for dear life, though. Uh, yeah, well, on that note, on that note, <laughs> week eight, we made some picks. I I wouldn't be surprised if we both went under 500 again because I, I've never been so like at the halfway point of the season, I've never been so unsure of like what is actually happening in the NFL. It's a log jam with three and four and two and four and two and five teams. It's, it's crazy that everybody is under 500 just about. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, once again, as I said earlier in the show, this is not a parody. This is comedy at its worst because there's so many teams that coming into the season, we all like, and I know that we never actually know what anyone is going to be before the season, but I feel like we at least have a general idea and this year, like after these seven weeks of action, and I'm sure after this week of action, I don't think we'll have any more answers. I just, I don't know who is any good this year besides Baltimore. I, besides sticking to my guns on Baltimore, and Baltimore lost to both Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. And maybe Indy isn't bad, but Pittsburgh sure as hell is. And, but besides that, like, you don't think Who's Philly's good? good this year? You don't think Philly's good? I told you, I have my reservations about Philly. I think that they can be really good, but they've also shown that they can be pretty dang bad this year. They, they're not Philly of last good, year. I put them in the good tier still. Like, they lost a rough game. I mean, they're, they're mere mortals, Chad. Yeah, they're not, they almost they're lost not the, commies the 07 as well. Patriots. Regular season Patriots. So. Um, I do have a question for you. Behind you on your wall, is that uh, Ghostface from Scream? Yes, it is. I like it. It's two Ghostface. I like it a lot. Oh, other side, I forgot. Yep. It's a it's a Ghostface Funko, and then that's a, a Ghostface Mr. Robot. I just noticed it when uh, you were wrapping up there, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Venno, you should just put the social media all over the place so people want to find us and chat with us if they want. Ta-da! You made me play that drum a lot longer than I thought I was going to have to right there. But yes, obviously, uh, follow me here. 
follow Diesel there, follow the show down there. Make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. And this week, what's your favorite Halloween candy or just your favorite co- candy in general? As I'm sure most of our listeners aren't actually trick or treating, but you still like candy, I would bet. So, what's your favorite candy? I'm going to answer that question right now, and I'm going to go with a Halloween specific candy. It is uh, Skittles, but they're called Shriekers because they're, you don't know which ones are going to be sour and which ones are going to be sweet. And sometimes I even got some right here. Show you. Do a little Skittles promotion. Skittles Shriekers. Boom. Boom. Check them out. They're, uh, uh, they're delicious. Go. Some bags are super sour, and then some bags are just all sweet, and I get really disappointed when I get those bags that are all sweet. Sour candy is way better. Sour candy is the best. Agreed. Uh, but my favorite uh, Halloween candy has always been Milky Ways, and I know that many people go with other candy bars, but always been a big Milky Way guy. Well, Milky Ways are good. I think that uh, Three Musketeers are vastly underrated. Yep. And people have been sleeping on Kit Kats for, like, generations. Hey, wafer and chocolate. And you know there's never a wasted Kit Kat because any bad Kit Kat just gets broken down into the filling and it's used again. But, yeah, I'm actually, I like Halloween. I'm actually going trick-or-treating, but not for myself, unfortunately. I wish I could go trick-or-treating. Yeah, they won't give you out the free candy. They'll just think you're a weird, creepy guy. I'm actually in my costume right now, too, so. Uh-huh. Um, that note, happy Halloween to everybody, because we won't be recording until after Halloween. Um, we gave a football is going to be very, very interesting. Might Watch even one be of scary. us go 16-0. Oh, watch it happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I don't really have much else to say. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. So I'm just going to say, how about we watch some football? Happy Halloween and bye. Playing on the play. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.